Hello and welcome to Legion of Tunes, where we watch everything animated. I'm Luke Gonzalez, and I am joined once again by Alan Muir. Doom Patrol, go! And John Seiler. We're all gonna die. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our wrap-up of the final four episodes of the first half of season three of Young Justice. So this is the last four episodes. Uh, Overall, I would say I love how they closed this out. But I guess we can get to those final thoughts uh, after we go through them really quick. So our first episode is Exceptional Human Beings, which is our Batman Inc. team. So it's Batman, Katana, Metamorpho, and Santa Prisca trying to find the League of Shadow and Terra's whereabouts on the island. And this is where we reveal who is leading the, um, the League of Shadows. And we see that it is Deathstroke, and Lady Shiva is his number two. And we also learned that, so Deathstroke is a member of the Light, and he's running the League of Shadows, and Lady Shiva is the, she is training the army, and she is also the head enforcer for the Light. And then we also learned that uh, Cassandra Savage is part of the Shadows, and she is, like, being trained by Lady Shiva. And that Terra had got sent away to Granny Goodness... And mostly, I feel like we get to see, it's mostly about, like, just checking out Katana and Metamorpho. Like, I actually love the Metamorpho design so much and how they played him as, like, this guy who's just, like, kind of cracking jokes all the time. And I'm trying to remember what his line was to, because he fought Deathstroke. And he's basically, like, uh, he did, like, the uh, Bruce Banner thing. He's like, oh, I'm always in excruciating pain. I just have to live with it. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, ooh, ooh, that is like an interesting thing to kind of have this character like come out with. But this show has been relatively dark since the jump. Yeah, I I just like have always kind of found it hard to get into Metamorpho. He's a wonky character, but like he's He's got a good he's got a good song. Yes. I don't and know they, if you, I don't know if you guys heard the uh Metamorpho theme by Arthur Korb. No, I don't think I have. Is it for the, like the animated show that they did? That short? Yeah. Okay, that's on the DC Universe app. I know. Um, they mostly. Oh, wait, no, came... no, no, no. Um, it's from the sixties. Oh, it's a different one. Okay, different one. Really, really catchy. Yeah, because I know. Like this is. I don't think we've seen like a real. Uh, no, he must have been on the Batman. What was the Raven the Bold? I think he was in that, but I never yeah. saw that. Like, yeah, he, like, shows up in a lot of, like, animated stuff sometimes. Well, he's fun to draw because he's, like, five different colors. Oh, yeah. and Well, and also it's, like, he can also, like, change his shape and stuff. Um, it's yeah, just... He's, he's kind of Plastic Manny, but he also has, like, a Deadpool thing going. At least when I've read him in the comics, he has a very Wade Wilson kind of character motif where he just won't shut the hell up, which See, they address. I, and I think, like, maybe, like, that's my thing, that I feel like every time I read metamorpho I, I i feel like he's always kind of written differently um so i just like never really have like a real good beat on like you know this guy like he feels like a doom patrol character but not like a but not interesting in any of the ways that the core doom patrol characters are oh he would definitely fit into the doom i think he's been part of the doom patrol at one point i maybe at some point yeah yeah but um, but uh, but i feel like it would have been like one of those like later runs on Doom Patrol when they, yeah, like, and it was like tried post, making it less weird. I think it was, like, a post-Grant Morrison run of Doom Patrol at some point, like, right before New 52. Maybe he was in the New 52 one, because... Yeah, what, I'm looking... Yeah, third roster, uh, uh, 2001 to 2003, so 
one of those like really short runs before the uh like the, new fifty two happened. Yeah, that makes that's sort of like around when I thought. Yeah, and that's when they kind of had him. He was very Deadpoolish. Um, the other big part of this episode is that we see Artemis enrolls Violet and uh in high school along with what's the Forger, and they put yeah. the, the the thing on Forger and they give him the yeah, name they, Fred Bug with two G's. With two G's, yeah, Fred Bug with two G's. Dude, I that kind joke, of that joke got real tired. Oh, really it, got re- it got it got real but tired. Can we just I, talk I about like the, the best character who was briefly in it in the episode? Oh, who? Harper Row. Harper oh, Rowe's in the next episode. She's in the next episode. Yes, this is the episode where it starts off, which we'll get to it uh, in the next part. So, which this is- I I feel like you know, Violet and and Forger are like kind of like I mean they're well adjusted characters, but they do have like some like weird like character quirks to them that makes me kind of feel like I don't feel like they're adjusted enough to like. Going to high school, like yeah, like normal social circles to basically not have their cover blown in high school. Well, my question, my my thought was like, why does Forger need to go to high school? Uh, <laughs> yes, also like, that I, I kind of I kind of get Halo because like at this point they still like oh you're like a human person because I don't think it is until the third episode is I can't remember the next one or the third one where we find out the beginning. The other big thing we see is that while they're filling out the information. Um, it is like they're at um, Roy or Will Harper's house with him and Artemis, and Jade shows up, and they have like that really heavy conversation outside, and she's basically like, "You need to move on. Like, I like you're all better off without me in your life," mm-hmm. and kind of setting up the possibility of him and Artemis being a thing, which is kind of weird. I hope not. Yeah, it's like because she's like the kids and. And but it's been what like a couple of years since Wally died within the show, but um, the biggest part of this episode is the end, which is when we see uh, Victor Stone come tell his father to go to the game where he's going to be okay, scouted. I, I really like. I don't know if, who voiced Cyborg. It was somebody else, but one of the other football players was definitely um, yeah, what's his name that had been doing the voice. Yeah, Carrie um, uh, 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 Payton. No, what's his name? Um, from Pulp Fiction and like, um, uh, crap, Mad Philomar? TV, Philomar. Oh, he had been voicing him for forever. I thought. No, you're no, thinking, no. He voiced. Oh, my thinking, okay, I'm mixing up. I'm sure, I thought he did one of the voices on Teen Titans. Uh, Carrie Payton has been the voice of Cyborg for like a real long time. Okay, he did the voice of the other high school kid, the big jock guy, because that was definitely like that voice. Like that, he's the first one that says "booyah." The current, the one in the show, it's Zeno Robinson. Yeah, and I for at first I thought that was actually I thought Bumper Robinson changed his name because Bumper Robinson was the voice actor for Cyborg in Just League Doom. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we do see another complex character when they're in the locker room because they're having uh, that really dumb conversation about like the powers. And oh which, yeah, they beat up Cisco. Yeah, and it's that's Cisco Ramon. Yeah. Because he's even in the credits. I don't know who does the voice of him. Um, But I thought it was very funny. Uh, It is Jacob Vargas. So I was like, oh, maybe they can get somebody who's like part of the show to do like. But uh, no, but I thought that was interesting. But it is episode. So that ends with uh, the dad not showing to the football game. Everything is that kind of huge happens. That's kind of the result is in episode 11, which is where there's the explosion and Silas uses the father box. So in this world, it is a separate thing. 
So father boxes are apocalypse tech and mother boxes are new god tech. And they're both AIs. So this puts, and he puts Victor into cocoon. We actually get to see Victor's like half of his face and his entire chest blown out, which I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you see his skull and his uh, rib cage. Yeah, you see his skull, his rib cage, his like missing eye socket, and he's just like, and he's crying. I thought it was like a really intense scene too. And like the father's like, no, we could do this. It's like this thing. Cause then they have, um, I think in the, the episode 10, how Jordan delivers the father box. I think that's who it's one of the green lanterns. I'm pretty sure it's Hal Jordan, but this is when the Violet and Forager go to school and they meet Harper Rowe, which I was like, wow, that's awesome. And also why the hell is this character here? Because she's like, uh, yeah, and she's a great character. And yeah. she's like also a character that's like not in the comics right now. Who Don't should be? Who sh- totally should be. They kind of pop her in and out every once in a while. I get how, why they wrote her off. And they basically did the same thing with Tim Drake. Like her, Tim Drake, and spoiler in the comics all kind of got written away around the same time. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the last thing Harper was in was Batman and Robin Eternal. No, uh, she showed up in another ep- another issue at some point, like just randomly. Uh, she shows up in Detective Comics. Yeah. She's looking. She showed up when I'm looking up right now. Like the. Uh, uh, I think it's after Clayface gets killed and Cassandra Kane is like freaking the hell out because Detective Comics for a while was basically the like Bat, not Batman Inc., but it was like the the other Batman team. It was thing to it. Yeah, it was basically Batman Inc., but it was like a more tactical group. So yeah, she showed up in that to like talk to Cassandra because Cassandra was close to Clayface. But it was very interesting to see her in this, and I kind of liked her. I was just like, oh, you're freaks, and them kind of owning this freak thing. And this is also when we see uh, Violet have a new power, which it's like uh, Indigo. And then she boom tubes herself to Detroit and finds Cyborg and calms him down. Or no, they fight and then she's able to calm him down. And then Cyborg basically tells his dad to like go screw. It's off. Yeah. He's like, you did this to me. You ruined my life. And they leave. And then at the end of the episode, they... Are like, how is it even possible? And then Dick shows up and talks to Brianna and says they have an update on Terror. She wasn't a Santa Prisca, but they think that they know where she is, or they have like an idea of it, and that he needs to let go of his past because he keeps looking at his phone. Yeah, he he's keeping track of his brother, uh, Markovia. Yeah, and, and he, he's just like updating his phone constantly and not interacting with anybody. And nearly gets kicked out by Dick. Yeah, because he's trying to hack into the thing. Into the Justice League, or into the computer system to find out about his sister. Mm-hmm. And I love that moment when he's when he's when the computer like access denied, incoming Nightwing. And you're like, and he does that. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> and tries to get away. And they also have a good moment where Dick's like, "What are you gonna do?" Like, because he gets pissed and like burns away. his clothes. like, "Go ahead, burn me alive." What's that gonna prove? Yeah, I, I I really like the way they've written Dick in this show. And I actually do like that they're, I feel like they've given a character, we've talked about it, who is a complete trash bag character. And Geoforce has actually made him as likable as they can. Yeah, uh, was this also like the the, sing, or like the very end of the episode where like all the characters are like making out and then they like end with Geoforce and... Violet making out. No, that is the next episode, I believe. I wasn't sure if it was like this one or the next one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's 12. Yeah, Yeah, because 12 is the whole 
Beast Boy episode. Yeah, uh, can I say that this is my favorite episode of the show so far? Oh, it's it's one hundred percent. But it's because it, I feel like it's it's so different, and I love them jumping through the different things, and it was super interesting. But yeah, the Doom yeah. Patrol Go is one of the best like ideas that they have, like I've seen them pull off in doing a total satire of the, another show that they make, but making it work so well in like for the narrative of it. Yeah, uh, and also like I love that. Like also, um, <laughs> it's like you have like because at the very beginning of that episode, it's 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 Garfield working on the side of that show. And then Mento shows up, who's just the worst. Yeah, well, he's it's, the, it's he, he's, he's the worst member of Doom Patrol, like of like of classic Doom Patrol. Like he sucks big time. And well, it also, I, and like, I, I also like how how he's just treated horribly by every or like him and Gar just hate each other. Yeah. Well, well, they get into thing. that too in the Doom Patrol Go part, which I was like, oh, that's like some dark shit in this goofy childish version. Well, and and like I. I like that they were like that because I'm like, oh, someone else agrees with me that Mento also sucks. Because I remember in like one of the new iterations of Doom Patrol that they tried doing in like DC, like post, you know, the Vertigo stuff, they brought like like the like, like quote unquote classic Doom Patrol back with like Niles Calder and and Mento, and they tried making Mento into like like a, a hero, and I'm like, ew, no, he sucks. Like and so, like I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh hey, yeah, great. He he does suck. Thank you. It's it's an awesome episode because well, we get the like all of like a, we get a lot of payoff for like the whole season in this episode because mm-hmm. we get the payoff with the goggles, which is what leads to all this. We get like the kind of all the backstory of why or, like how Gar ended up here. Um, we get to see like the old Megan show. We get to hear from Wally West. Um, I also oh, like man. to. Which was that, like really the bit, awesome. The bit, oh. on the, the the scene or the sequence on the on the ship with oh, the, where everyone's the, dying because it's him, Ted Cord, Jason Todd, and um the girl T- Tula. I think it's his name. It's like the out of girl Aquaman sidekick. I think it's Tula. It's like his niece or something like that, or his sister. I don't remember what her relation is. She's but, an Aquaman person. When they. S- when they when they showed the archival footage or the the footage of the end of season two, oh man, I, near, I nearly started crying. Oh, by the way, um, and a reference to that Teen Titans Go thing or the Doom Patrol Go thing, I didn't like. I I saw like the bit of episodes <clears throat> where um uh, Beast, you know, Gar becomes Beast Boy and the stuff with Rita. Like I like until like I saw the Doom Patrol Go part, I actually never put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was the same that like Rita and Elastigirl were the same person. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, because I, 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 I also like kind of forget that like like Gar like is like a member of Doom Patrol. I think of him more as a Teen Titans character. Well, yeah, yeah, because that's what he kind of that's what most people know him as is a Teen Titans character. But even in the original Teen Titans, they did an episode of him in Doom Patrol. Yeah, I actually like. Yeah, like I never got that far into Teen Titans. Like, I I feel like I I watched like season one and then half of season two, but then there's like a whole like t- like second part of that season or like a third season. I I think I just like never saw. Well, the, the last season all has to do with um, what's Trigun, um, and it's where you get like there's whenever you see like there's like seven different ravens and like all different colors. That's where that has to do with like that was like the big story of it. 
at some uh, point. I want to say that it's like super early because I'm like because I because I remember that. But like, okay, so yeah, I'm looking at like season three episodes in season four, and I'm like, yeah, I do not recognize like any of these. Yeah, I'm gonna send the link to a site is, where you can see some of the pictures of how they looked on the old Teen Titan show. Uh, is Teen Titans up on DC's app? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, Teen oh. Titans Go is not, but that's a whatever. Uh, I think that show's like not bad. God, it's, Mento, it's fine. Mento, Mento looks like such a dickhead in this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we get like the headset thing. Oh, the other thing that I loved was that like the Granny Goodness is the producer. Like she's like the head of the studio. And she put Gar on the show with the guy that played against his mom in Hello, Megan. And it's like, I love the bad Shatner impression. Like, it's so terrible, like on purpose. Yeah, well, it's funny because it's the same voice actor who did Abracadabra. And I was like, oh, like, like, who's this person that's trying to do like a, a Tim Curry impression, but like doing a really bad Tim Curry impression? Oh, did he? I think wasn't Curry supposed to play that character at some point? Uh, he, no, he was supposed well, to play Godfrey, the Joker. Well, Godfrey was Tim Curry. Yes. Yeah, and in, in, in season one. But I think Tim Curry was supposed to be the voice of the Joker in the original Batman animated show as well. And then they were like, yeah, we don't really like you as this character. And then they brought in Mark Hamill. Something like that. At some point, Curry was supposed to be the Joker. The, I think I, th- I think there was an episode where he had... Oh, my, oh my God. Was the, the, the voice of Mento... It is also the voice of Robin. Wow, that dude has range. <laughs> Wait, Robin from Batman TAS? Um, or like the Robin in the show that plays... From uh, T-Titans and T-Titans Go. Oh. Wow. Wow, that dude has some range. Uh, yeah. So the um, other thing we see during this episode is that um, everybody leaves the house to go to... Is it a school dance? Except for Violet, Violet Victor, and somebody else stays at home. I feel like cyborg. Yeah, yeah, that would be Victor. I'm... Oh, um, and then like that that lady, the Markovia lady. Uh, Doctor Chase. Oh yeah, Doctor Chase. Yeah, and so then like that that goes on, and they have like the battle through the house. I do like how cyborg stuff turns so like so when he's in control, it's red, and when he's not, it's purple. And this is an idea that I feel like hasn't really been used of like him actually having to deal with like the programming of the box taking over. Uh, yeah, they like. The only time I've seen. Do- they don't like do a whole lot with that. They like it, it was basically it's like, oh yeah, he's corrupted, and then the next episode, ah, he's not corrupted anymore. Well, it yeah, at like, the end of this episode, she like she like like because her powers are not working, and then she's like, he's like, oh, it's because you're allowing these humans' emotions to affect you. Because I believe this is when at the end they realize that she's like the mother box, or that the spirit of the mother box when they took it apart went into her body. Yeah, and the character or her whatever Violet. Her previous what for, like name Person was Gabrielle Dowd. something uh, starts with the D. Dowds or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, she straight up is dead. And that, but it was like the two are meshing because that, like, why, why would she have memories? Of- yeah, it was like the mother box is still like got in like the soul or whatever because they're like an AI kind of thing went in there like before the brain function was totally gone. So she still has like weird synapses, which is why she doesn't take off her burka really. But she also knows that she is not that person, and it ties into when Doctor Fate said that she had a really old soul. Yeah, which I mean, because I I was like joking about like, oh man, that's like a really, it's like a really bad line. And I'm like, oh well, like at least I got called back, I, I guess. 
Yeah, it's. It, I think it's interesting because I think you know in the comics the mother box, father box aren't really separate entities; they're just kind of AIs. I do think it's interesting to have them be these opposing forces um, from the two different technologies, but they have to do with each other. And then I do like this idea of like this living mother box is what Halo is. So like her powers are kind of limitless, and it also ties in how she's able to heal because we've seen the father boxes heal parademons and stuff in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, this is the episode where everybody hooks up with each other. So, uh, Geoforce says that Violet is his girlfriend. I'm trying to remember Uh, what else happens. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I thought I missed something because it was like the last time I saw Geoforce was he was arguing. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe it was like the episode before because it was like Dick, Dick and and Geoforce get into a big fight about something, and then you don't see him for like the rest of the episode, and then like it cuts to like them just making out, and I'm like, did I did I miss something? Was there a conversation? No, I, I think mean- I think you're right. I think that is in the episode eleven because I think when he figures when he's like, oh, I need to move on, he's moving on by being like, yeah, like uh, that life is over, or whatever I had, my life is here because he's hooking up with her. Black Lightning is with the Doctor. Yeah. Superboy is with Megan. I'm trying to think who else is with. I think that's it. It's just those three. Because, I mean, like, we've, we've you know, over the span of, like, 11, 12 episodes, like, we've seen, you know, Geoforce and, and, and Violet, like, flirt getting a lot. flirt a lot. But I felt like, you know, just seeing them kiss in an apple orchard, I was like, oh, like, did we, I feel like there was just, like, a, a scene missing of them, like, kind of just, like, confessing and i was like we didn't get that and i was like oh like that's just like a weird it was like a weird jump to you i was like oh like, no they're already they're already making out they're already a couple don't worry about it let's keep on going you know, yeah i don't i don't mind that being like oh no one really cares like it's good to have like you know, like these characters are hooking up but we don't really need to see it's, it's kind of similar what they did with super Superboy and marsh uh ms martian is like there was lots of flirtation and then all of a sudden they're like yeah they've been a couple and like they're hooking up and it's like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, whatever. No one cares. Moving I on. did. I really liked in the car or the the uh, car episode how the entire episode they're talking about uh, Megan and Connor are talking about date night. And oh uh, yes, yeah. so he's like date night, and she or they're like, oh, we have like you know what I'm thinking. And he's like, yeah. She goes date night. And he's like secret base. Yeah, but like, but I did like at the end when they when they when she saves uh, Gar. That when she just uh, oh yeah, because Gar's kissing the princess. Yeah, and she says, "I guess this is the closest we'll ever get to day night." Which I don't know this character, Queen Perdita. I'm guessing they just made her up for the show. Uh, I looked it up. I think she might be like a a, a pre existing character, but I, for, I completely forgot like where she was from. Uh, she is exclusive to the continuity of Young Justice. Uh, it is an ap- adaptation of the character Perdita. Yeah, that's like that's all she's from, really, is like this show. And she is voiced by Ariel Winter, who is from Modern Family. Oh. The younger sister. Yeah, cool. the first time she appeared was on like a Green Arrow uh, showcase thing, like animation. Oh, yeah, no. Do you know who, ironically, voices Green Arrow? Oh, who? Uh, Damien Dark. Oh, really? Um, oh, my God, I can't remember. Neil McDonough. 
Neil McDonough. Yeah, he's done so much in the genre though. Because he's um Dum Dum Dugan, isn't he? Yeah, in the Marvel kind Oh, so she is from the country that Count Vertigo Vertigo is from, and she is his niece. So she has been in the show. Um, I guess in previous seasons. She's from Vlatava. I don't know. But I did enjoy that stuff and I enjoyed like uh Beast Boys like talk with her and him being like, Yeah, I thought I could do this because they bring me closer to my mom and it's not and that Doom Patrol Girls section is just so awesome because it is such a like it's so heavy, but with that like ridiculous animation. I can't believe they got the actual they were uh, like I just Well they all work like for the same company. I'm sure it's like not like that big of a deal. So do we want to jump to the last episode? Uh yeah. Oh, uh, oh, um, I just want to say about also about Doom Patrol Go is like just watch the segment. It's good. Uh, the song is great. It's like been stuck in my head for a while. Uh, it's it's very very good. Well, I like the idea that they're like, oh, well, our team name does have the word Doom in it. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I I think it did a good job of explaining like it's like oh his mom died so then uh, her best friend took him in with her team of other people. And then they all died, except for Metron, who was like a tool. And yeah. then, like, he was going to live with Megan, but then he took him and is exploiting him to make money. And I was like, wow, this is like kind of heavy. Oh, uh, also, uh, his like animal. Uh, oh, the monkey god thing. Oh, yeah, we should talk god about like, that. Is voiced by like that one Flash. Yeah, it's the guy who plays. It's Wally West. Well, and it's like. It's like, oh, like, why do you sound like Wally was? He's like, this is what your subconscious, like, thinks I sound like, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like I took the form of somebody. It's like that whole, um, what's that movie with Jodie Foster? Contact. It's like that whole idea of, like, oh, this isn't what we really look like. We just took a form that you would think would be comforting. Yeah. But um, I did, I, it, that is an interesting idea. It's like, yeah, you got the blood from Martian Manhunter. Why do you think it could only turn into animals? It's like, oh, so I guess this is their idea of connecting it to the red, to, like, the Animal Kingdom type thing. It's an interesting idea, because, like, with the way that they have this version of Beast Boy getting powers, he should be able to do more than he does. Like, it doesn't make sense unless you kind of add this. Because otherwise, how does he, like, avoid being taken over by the goggles? It's only some sort of magic. Um, But we can move on to the last episode. So, True Heroes... And this is basically our full out like super fight. Oh man, can I just can I just mention the the great the sort of like banter between uh, Superboy and uh, Icicle? Oh yes, I did love that. It was hilarious. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting engaged." Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, how they're like, you know, we're enemies, but we're, it's just like I, a job. Yeah. Oh, I did mix up two things. So like the whole stuff with the cyborg fight happens in this episode. Like, in the house and stuff. And that is why no one else is there. So they do find out in the last one that she's a mother box. No, Be- the the previous episode has... So the... Oh. the yeah, episode oh, 12, you're right. yeah. he shows up and the, the spear bike thing flips the hell out. And then no one can get it to stop until she tells it to stop. And then she cleanses him again. And then they're like, all right, well, that's why they leave them together in this last one. Because they're like, well, in case he, like, freaks out again, we need you here to clean his him out. And then this is where, like, she's her emotions with um, Geoforce. With Dr. Chase and Geoforce. This is where, like, everybody leaves and Dr. Chase, like, brushes her hair and tells that she says, tells a story about having a child that died. And, like, how this would comfort her. But obviously yeah. the main part of this episode is the 
So the all of the leagues, even though nobody knows except for Nightwing, are simultaneously attacking the different parts of the light. Yeah, parts of the metahuman trafficking, and specifically, yeah, Nightwing. they mention uh, Batman, Batman's group. Yes. So and I do mentioned- have the list. So technically, the group that we follow in the show with like Nightwing, they're the outsiders. The Ms. Martian team with Beast Boy, Wonder Girl, Blue Beetle, they're the team. And then the Batman group is Batman Inc. And then everybody else is the Justice League. So there's four teams. Um, But yeah, so like they're all leaving. And then he's basically like, this is the time we're going to go. And they sneak into the auction. And they're basically like, oh, they do the stuff with Simon, which I do like that they're bringing back these characters that we've seen in other seasons. It's like Simon has been in, I think, all the seasons. And he's been like a kind of foil to Miss Martian. Yeah. So they're basically like, yeah, you can't like get your emotions too high. Like they're like he feeds off of that and he can sense it. Yeah. And they just electrocute him. (laughs) Yeah. Black Lightning's like zip and tasers him. And then they don't, they basically what I don't know what that female character's name is, but they reveal that her and Simon are a couple. Devastator? Um, is that who that is? Because I know it's the Terror Twins. Um, it's not Blockbuster. It's the other. It's the Teen Titans villain. I can't remember Mammoth. Mammoth. Yeah, and, and then, then Shimmer. Uh, which one is Shimmer? Shimmer was like the one that was like fighting outside. Um, um, I like I actually like do not remember this fight at all. Oh, like, the one I, that black, black lining. Oh yes, yes, yes. The the girl with like the with like the shaved head. Yeah, the girl with like the shaved head thing. I think she has like a shaved head. Looking up the wiki right now. Yeah, basically they see that they're like, oh, it's not like a bidding thing, or it is a bidding thing, but they they set them up in like a gladiatorial thing to show people their abilities. So in the first fight is Terra versus I don't remember what was the other kid's name like. Armageddon or something? No, Holocaust. Oh, it, Holocaust. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Ooh, I, was, I was like, really? We're naming Which, characters Holocaust in 2019? Yeah, I felt kind of. He's got to be a character because there's no way they could pull out that name. Well, like, there's like a X Men villain who was created in the 90s called Holocaust, and even like that character created in the 90s is just like, yep, he is I a don't DC know if, character. Like, this is an o- I don't think this is an okay name. He is a milestone character. Uh, yikes. So that would be like the static. Uh, so he is one of Static's villains. And he also appeared in Final Crisis, Brave and the Bold, and Teen Titans. Yeah, he's just like a piece of garbage that got superpowers that decided to call himself Holocaust. Hey, kids, don't call your, your supervillain characters Holocaust. Yeah, and he's a 1990s character. So that's like the same time as the, probably the Marvel character. Why is this name Icicle Jr., by the way? Because there's, um, I can't remember what season, there are multiple, he is the son of the original Icicle. Okay. So, which, I, which Lou and I will eventually get to in Smallville Chronicles once we get to season nine. Yeah, because there, oh, yes, we will. Um, I think in season two, it's, I think it's season two where it starts off, the first episode is like all the teams are like fighting all these ice villains because it's him um killer frost mr freeze and captain cold and like the for some reason then like batman's like uh why is everybody's cold villains attacking at the same time oh are you talking about the uh one that takes place in bell rev i think that's the one i think it's just the first episode of season two and it's all the it's all the ice villains attack i think that's where we first see this icicle junior character yeah they uh 
Megan and Connor get, or that something have, uh, they take the place of two uh, evil siblings. Oh, probably the Terror Twins. And that's when, and something he, that Superboy mentions in this episode. Yeah, because they fight them. So, uh, I, I school Junior was, he says, he says something along the lines of, I thought I had a shot with her. And Superboy says, it was, it was that day that when I realized that he had, that he had feelings for uh, Megan. Yes. Yes. Which I think is the first, it's, it's one of the early episodes of season two because it starts off and they're like, what is going on? And it's kind of the reveal of the light. Cause season one, you don't know that like, they don't know that the light exists and all of season two, they know that they exist. And it's where the whole uh, undercover operation with Aqualad and Artemis and I believe it is this episode where they're like, they figure when they're ever all the ice people attacked, it's like, all right, something's going on because obviously it's, and it's Batman. But, um, so back to this episode. So they rescue Tara and they get out of there. And then basically they're like leaving. They're like, uh, the ship is turning around. And so like, what's going on is like, oh, we have a bunch of these other kids. That and they have then, to go back and save. Yeah. So they're doing that. And then geoforce and terra like team up in combo power and like beat the shit out of everybody by the way them rescuing terra i i thought there was going to be like a line from one of them basically be like that was like way too, too easy because it seemed like on the surface level man it was way too easy to rescue her yeah, yeah. but then they went back and that's when they have the big fight yeah and they're getting their shit kicked well i think they're mostly like holding their own except for i can't remember who's nightwing fighting because he's getting his... Uh, he's fighting um, that big woman. I can't remember. I'm never going to remember her name because I don't know the character. I, I just saw it again. And I, like, Whatever. got it. it her, yeah. name, uh, her name was, like, Devastator, like, or, or yeah. something. She's just a tank person. And Alan, they, Alan, uh, said, Alan said it earlier. Yeah. And I believe that's where Geoforce and Terra go and save him, and everyone gets the hell out, and they rescue all the kids in their Power Ranger costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that that's not what they look like. I can't. I can't say anything. They do. Yeah, the, the outfits that they have the kids like battling in. Um, and basically everything is awesome. We get like the cool send off when everybody hugs it out, high fives all around. Mighty blow dealt to the meta human trafficking. And then while everybody's taking like a snooze, Tara sneaks out and sends a text to Deathstroke telling him that she is in. So basically setting up the this version of the Judas contract. Yeah, uh, so I was going to say this thing earlier where I was, like, very disappointed where Deathstroke was the leader of the League of Assassins because, like, A, like, it doesn't make sense because, like, why would Deathstroke be the leader of the League of Assassins? But it's, like, whatever. Like, I would much rather have, like, Lady Shiva. And then, like, two, it's just, like, the reveal of Terra being an inside agent for Deathstroke setting off the Judas contract. I was like, uh... Like, it'd be, like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it'd be, like, so much more kind of, like, fun if they, like, had Lady Shiva was the one that, like, is, like, hey, like, be a double agent, you know? It's, like, I don't know, man. It's just I know. It's just one of those, like, comic things that, like, those two characters are so connected. It's, like, because the comic studio, we gotta do it this way. I'm, like, you, you don't have to. Well, and they also did just do this as a movie, what, like, two years ago? Yeah. Because we talked about did. it, I think, in the last last time we recorded, or one of the times we recorded, like, the horrible Terra stuff. Yeah, and they did it in the Teen Titans cartoon show. And I'm just like, you know, you can retell stuff and do it differently. Like, that's why, like, Under yeah. the Red Hood is so good. Because they took a, 
kind of a bad comic and made it into something way better. Well, that's what's like a little annoying is like they're basically have made the show now have kind of the same setup as their movie universe. Because in the movie universe, Deathstroke also took over the League of Assassins and he was like the number two. Um, and I think he actually ended up killing Ra's al Ghul in that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't believe that. But then again, like I I'm like a guy who, you know, like my Deathstroke is a guy who fought the Teen Titans. And I feel like ever since uh, Brad Meltzer writing Deathstroke, I feel like a lot of a lot of writers seem to be writing Deathstroke far higher than I think his pay grade is. Like Deathstroke doesn't go toe to toe with, you know, Ra's al Ghul. Like he's a he's a he's a man who's very good at his job. And he's like a, a skilled guy at hand to hand combat and whatever. But like that dude ain't as good as like Lady Shiva or like Ra's al Ghul. Like, well, no, he. I, I think he. To me, at least, a lot of it, it's like he's not as good at, at guns as Deadshot, and he's but he's better at them than like a Lady Shiva. But he's not as good at swords as her. He's kind of like the not the best at anything, but he's the best at everything. Kind of like what, mercenary. You know what he is. He's like the way that they used to write Prometheus in the 90s. Oh, God. Now. I don't like, want to talk about that character. <laughs> like, he's he's like that guy that they're like, oh, yeah, he's a badass because he could do all these things. I'm like, it's like, and I don't see it. But, like, I you know, I get it because he's super popular, you know. Well, he's an antihero now, like, half the time. Which I also don't buy because, like, you don't, you don't have sex with an underage well, they retcon you know, that like a back yeah. in and out all of the time. It's just like, yeah, it's like you don't do that stuff and then get to be an anti-hero. And I'm like, yeah, I, some of the times I like him the most is like when he's interacting with like Batman, because like Batman's like, well, I can kick the shit out of you. And that's just like, try it. And Batman's like, no, if you want to do it, let's do it. And then Deathstroke would usually back off. Although I did hate the last time they were together was one of the dumbest goddamn stories ever. Because that was when they were like, oh, is Deathstroke actually Damien's real father? Yeah. And God, it was the, that, that was so dumb. It was really I, dumb. I like remember hearing that. I'm like, I hope they don't pull the trigger on that. Because that would be so stupid. No, it was really stupid. And the whole thing ended up was like, oh, Deathstroke's ex-wife, like, he, he knew, she knew that, like, Talia was, like, a dick and were just, like, not be super truthful so she just like played it hoping that batman would just like destroy him and end up like throwing him in jail forever which they are doing an interesting thing interesting in like big quotation marks where he's in arkham asylum right now in the comics in uh, his own book stroke? yeah and All they right. literally have written it in a basically a dc version of deadpool i don't remember the character's name but he's like completely insane and looks like deadpool and he's like dude i'm your buddy i'm your old sidekick you don't you remember you know <coughs> Sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, uh, Alan, do you remember? Sorry, the sorry, I was coughing real bad. But it's no, like, it's, okay. I, it, it's like really kind of funny when it's like, yeah, they put him in, they put him in Arkham, and I'm like, I'm like, that's sure getting crazy. They they put him in Blackgate. Yeah, but, but I also feel like off. people forget about Blackgate. No, I, I, the idea was like at some point in Rebirth, they gave him like a suit with an AI, and then he hasn't had the suit, and he's still been talking to the AI. And they're like, "Who are you talking to?" He's like, "Oh, my AI." Like reboot, and they're like, "Dude, you're not even in the same suit. Like that suit is like destroyed." And he's like, "No, no, no, it's like in a chip that like they put in my head." And he's like, "They're like, no one put anything in your head." 
and it's this whole it's really goofy and like they're trying to play it serious i like it in a more of like a oh my god this is so dumb kind of a way i'm trying to find the name of the character that he's like rolling around with right now that's like in this because he's like there's like oh it has to do with zeta beams and we got teleported to like another planet all right i am not gonna find it because i don't remember what the current book is called but um, what were your guys' overall thoughts on these first 13 episodes for season three of Young Justice? I uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I I think, like, it started off, like, a little rough because, like, again, like, not seeing, like, st- stuff leading up to it um, and just dropping you in. Uh, it took me kind of, like, a little bit to find my bearings. And, like, there's, like, some stuff I'm just, like, kind of, like, not super into. But, you know... A lot of stuff that I am super into happens enough to where like it kind of keeps me going. Um, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to part two and seeing like how, kind of like how all of this wraps up. And and hopefully it's not as like by the books as like what they're doing with like you know the whole Jews contract thing. And hopefully they like do some like kind of different stuff with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like not bad. Yeah, I I get like our early criticisms how they like just jumped right in. I do hope we eventually kind of figure out um what happened in season two with like what the Justice League did that pissed off the rest of the universe. But there have been some episodes in here that I will one hundred percent recommend to people. So like the Doom Patrol one, um the Oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. What's his name? That's the Vandal Savage one. I think the Vandal Savage one is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like what they have done. It will be annoying if they lean too heavy, heavily into the Judas contract. I am sad that we haven't gotten some of the other characters that I really loved from the show. Like, I want more Calderon, like the Aquaman, the black, that was Aqualad, that's black. He was one of my favorite characters in the previous show. I wish we could see more of him. I am not a big fan of the jokey stuff that they were. There's no like the stuff in that one episode with the babies. They're like, you got a baby in there. And the well, you've never had black lightning. Like I could do without that stuff entirely. Yeah. I mean, there was some bad, there's some bad writing in the show sometimes. Yeah. I do like that. They're going with a much more adult and serious tone. I feel like it's even more separating itself from like what like the Teen Titans show was, which is something else I believe that they are bringing back sometime soonish. Where they bring it back? The regular Teen Titans. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, because uh, at the end of the uh, Teen Titans Go movie, there's a post credits that. Yeah, and they, yeah, they flat out I think announced it because they are they the the Teen Titans original show left on like a giant cliffhanger, if I remember correctly. It did. And it definitely, it did not answer like a couple other questions. Like we never found out who Red X was, which is probably Jason Todd, but like, and I can't, what was the big cliffhanger? Oh man, it's so long ago that I've watched that show. Yeah. But is there any final thoughts you guys had on the season? Uh, Rest in peace, Miguel Ferrer. Um, no, I, I think, I think I pretty much said what my lasting thoughts were. All right. So, um, yeah, I think I pr- we pretty much said everything I'm looking forward to when the show returns, which is 
sometime, I think it's June, they have said. So it'll be fun to catch it when it comes back. Doom Patrol, the live action show just dropped. So I think all three of us will be checking that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's going to be 15 episodes. So so basically, well, so that'll be 15 weeks because I think they're doing one a week for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's what they did with the Titans. So it's actually interesting. It's the longest season than Titans was. So, um, but yeah. Uh, and there's also that uh, DC Superhero Girls animated series that's like going to be starting up in uh, April or March. Yeah, because it's March eighth. Yeah, because it's they're like doing live action animation like it like every other. So I think it's Doom Patrol, then that, and then Swamp Thing. Well, no, this is specifically for Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay, I think there's another cartoon on the app as well. Uh, the Harley Quinn show. Oh, yeah. And that's in, and that's in like October. Isn't there also the Metropolis, uh, one? I feel like yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like there's another, there's another thing coming. But yeah, I forgot about the Harley Quinn one. That's in October. Well, I guess that makes sense. Oh yeah, I have seen this DC thing. Yeah, it's uh DC Superhero Girls anime series. It's like the new Lauren Faust show, uh, who like was also like the one of the main uh show runners for uh Milo Pony. And... Yeah, didn't they do a bunch of shorts with this art? Y- yeah. So Lauren Faust Because I know there's like did... a bunch of figures for it that they put out. Yeah, so when they did DC Nation, uh, Lauren Faust pitched a show called Super Best Friends Forever. Yes, that's uh, what I was thinking of. That, like, yeah, and it was Supergirl, Batgirl, and Supergirl. Or Wonder Girl, Supergirl, Wonder Batgirl. Was it Wonder Girl uh, or Wonder Woman? It was Wonder Girl. Okay. And, um, like, they did, like, five episodes or four episodes. It was really cool. Uh, but the cool thing about it is, like, same voice actress for Batgirl, same voice actress for Wonder Girl in this series. Uh, there's, like, scenes that are pulled out from Super Best Friends Forever, like, in this trailer. Uh, I'm, like, super excited and jazzed, and I, like, like I, I think this show's gonna be, like, really fun. Yeah, so I'm just looking, so it's Bumblebee, Batgirl, and her, like... It's not quite the Burnside outfit, but it's kind of that with it's the purple like, cow. Yeah, it's like our classic costume, but it's it's colored in the Burnside uh, color scheme. And I'm guessing that's Raven. It's Zatanna. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zatanna, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and then Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. It just kind of kind of makes sense because. Bumblebee has been in a bunch of stuff. Like she was in uh, Teen Titans, I believe she was in Teen Titans Go. She was in part of um, Young Justice. Young, Young Justice. She was one of the. She was the pregnant one at the like uh, baby the, the baby get together. She was also in the uh, Titans Hunt uh, yeah. series. She right right before uh, Rebirth happened. Is she a milestone character? Uh, she is not. Okay, yeah, she's a DC character. Okay, she's and, yeah. Bumblebee has been around since like uh, she's basically the Wasp, but they're like kind of almost the same character, like in uh, power sets. But I want to say she's been around since like the eighties. Um, no, she's yeah, she was created in uh, nineteen seventy six. Yeah, the only design like, I'm not sure. The reason I guess Raven is because of the purple hair. I'm not sure how I feel about this Zatanna design. Oh yeah, it's different. But it's, I it, do it's like got, I'm watching the thing like Batgirl has like the Vespa thing from like the old show. Yeah. And there's a star Sapphire. Oh, yeah. There's like other villains. Oh, I saw like, yeah, Titana, Catwoman. 
Oh, hold on, let me see. Uh, it's Giganta. Oh, Giganta. So Harley, Giganta, Star Sapphire. Looks like. Um, oh my God, who's the Lightning one? Livewire. Uh, Livewire. But this looks really fun. Oh, I see Poison Ivy's in there too. Yeah, uh, I'm like also yeah. So like I have like the figures for the super. They they did the the super best friends forever figures, and then they had like a special like poison ivy that you could only get in like Emerald City, like that I never got. But uh, if they do figures for this new show, like I'll probably be getting those too. Yeah, this kind of like I, to me, this looks like that they are doing a. This is their counter to the Marvel Rising. Although this looks like a little bit more between that and Teen Titans Go. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, they've had, like, that super, uh, the DC Superhero Girl show that's been kind of running for a while, and, uh, I, I've heard, like, that's been pretty popular. Yeah, uh, and they, but, do you know, a, they do a book but, series, because I've gotten them for my niece. But it's, like, a three-year cycle, where it's, like, you know, that show ran for about three or four years, and now, like, this the the next cycle of that show. Yeah, the show will run for about three or four years, and they'll replace it with something else. Yeah, I do like that they're using Jessica Cruz because I really like her. She's one of my. I know that there's like a ton of Green Lanterns all the time, but I actually really like her character. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we just had the announced of um the TMNT Batman crossover as well to kind of touch on a little bit of animation news. Oh yeah. Um, I guess there's been a couple like animation news because we have that. Um. And then the Hulu shows, we talked about it on uh, And Now Comics. But yeah, the Hulu announced shows as well for the Marvel. But yeah, that Batman TMNT is supposed to be directly based on the series that they did for the IDW uh, DC crossover, I think like a year ago. Mm -hmm. So that looks interesting. We only have like the one still. I'm not sure. I'm not in love with the Turtles designs. I I like, I was going to like kind of like save my judgment on it. Until, until I, I kind of like saw it, until I saw it in motion. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like, um, like the Nickelodeon TMT redesigns for them, I thought was like really cool. Oh, the CGI um, one? Like yeah. the computer one? I love, I watched a bunch of that show. The only character redesign I did not like was Splinter. Uh, yeah. He looked too much like a badger. Like, I'd, like they made him too fancy. Sure. Goddamn rat. Um, but then, like, Rise of the TMNT, like, I really love their designs. And I think what I like about them, you know, the Nick and the Rise designs is, like, I There's think... a little bit more I, differentiation between them? Yeah, because I think historically, like, with Turtles, with, with like, you know, the original cartoon, um, yeah, I, and then... And then I, the, I grew up on that original cartoon. Like, I'm that then, age. Yeah, and then with, like, the 2000s designs, I feel like... You know, a lot of Turtles media for a while was, like, they all kind of, like, have to look the same, except for they all have different masks. And what I loved about the, like, the Nick design was, like, they gave, like, Donnie, like, gap teeth. You, you know, they made, like, Raph, like, a little bigger. You know, and it's, like, you know, like, you could see a silhouette of him and, like, know that, like, oh, like, this is him. Or this is yeah. this one. Well, a lot of the, the old cartoon, like, because the original comic book, they, none of them, it's black and white. Yeah. So, and then the cartoonists who added, like, all the colors to their masks and stuff. I'm not in love. I'm looking at the rise of the TMNT now. I hate the Donatello design. I don't mind the... I actually think the Wrath one is the one I like the most. And maybe Michelangelo, except for his stupid knee pads. But like, I'm not opposed to them making them, like, more different. Like, I'm, I think having them, their skin tone be slightly different is cool. I think having them, like, be 
different physical sizes is great or like their facial stuff. I still like when their costumes are like so different from each other. I I really like that. Like basically yeah. what I was getting what I was getting to is I saw like that image of the TMNT Batman crossover and I was like, "Oh man, they look they look like just like the same and i'm like hopefully like the movie like they look like once i see a trailer and like you you get like a good feeling of like where they're kind of going with it um like i'll make my judgment then but uh i was like a little disappointed that the the turtles don't they seem very plain jane when it comes like turtle designs see i'm looking now i flipped over to like the um nickelodeon the other design and i love those designs so much like i feel like gi one yeah i feel like this this rise of like especially donatello looks so dumb to me uh i like i saw the first episode of rise i thought it was pretty cool uh i like i I, like i just need to like bank i'm baking like a bunch of episodes and then kind of like watch them in a row but like i i love like how different it is like anytime like you like want to do something like really different with like turtles like i'm totally on board for and i love like how just like uh sakuga like the opening of that show is where it's just like all the action flowing together like the camera's zooming around everything's super fluid um yeah like i think nickelodeon's been doing like a lot of really cool stuff with turtles yeah but i think there's things you could do like they've usually done where they're different tones like i think this is from a different idw book and like obviously this is a different style of art but like you can still like they look different enough like especially they have different skin tone like Raph is like obviously bulkier and Michelangelo is smaller. Uh, this is yeah, this is art from the uh Is it the game? The, the game that they just recently did. Yeah. See I like this style. Like I like yeah. I don't mind like Michelangelo like I don't mind the skin tones being different and then I think they need to look similar enough where they're still like like one group. I feel like yeah, when you go yeah. too different, like they look like way too I'm trying to think of like it looks too goofy, like yeah. Like in this, like Raph looks like the Incredible Hulk. Like it's, he's ridiculously too big. Like it's a little bit too FF and like Donatello looks ridiculous to me. And I'm not uh, a fan of the red stripe things on Leonardo. Yeah. Like I get it. Uh, April, April in the show is pretty great though. Like, oh yeah. I don't, like, I, I know, I honestly don't care what they do with April for the most part. Like as long as she's wearing some sort of yellow, that's fine enough for me. Uh, I, well, like, I and I like that both Nick series have kind of made April into more of a like combatant. modern character, oh, uh, yeah. more of a combatant within the show uh, instead of just being like uh, the lady who gets like captured and they have to go get saved. Uh, but yeah, like uh, for like comic turtles art, like uh, I I really love Sophie Campbell. Uh, she like does some like really cool like turtle stuff every once in a while and it's always yeah. just like i don't know like i literally grew up watching the cartoon watching the movies i actually knew someone whose dad worked on the third movie and i saw it before it came out and it had like a different title it was still a piece of garbage that film but oh was i love it? that i yeah, love like that Sof- art yeah sophie campbell does like stuff with turtles like every so often um and like I think this is I think she like does like the best interpretation of like classic turtles like like if you want like a classic interpretation of what a modern day looking like turtles would look like like I think Sophie like does like the best version of that. Oh, I forgot I need to watch cuz I uh, I just like got to a picture where they did an episode where like they crossed over with like the original cartoon team. So like some of them went to the original cartoon. <sighs> 
and then some of the original cartoon guys went to their universe. And like yeah, I know I, it's like a goofy design, but like it's still it's very nostalgic, and I love their like their terrible heads. Uh, are you talking about Turtles Forever? Is that what it is? I don't. Uh... So they did a they did like a it was the TMNT of like the two thousands meeting the Turtles of the eighties meeting the comics versions of the Turtles and like I don't know man it felt like bad fan service. Okay, I never watched it, so and I guess they got made, all the voice talent from it because it made one. the eighties. The I mean, it's like the eighties ones were like super goofy, like super dumb goofy, and it was oh, like oh yeah, well, it was the eighties. Sure, but it's like at the same time, it was just like I like it was like oh like they're worse than I remembered, and then the eighties ones were like or like the comics versions were like super grim and edgy and then like but like the 2000s turtles were kind of like making fun of both of them and i'm just like i i don't know like who oh, this wait, is they had they, they had the actual comic ones in there too yeah oh my god uh, that's i, I do want to watch because the comic book is actually like well because they all they started as a um like not satirical but like kind of like they're poking fun at the comic book industry because they're a total ripoff of like on purpose of daredevil like it's all like a goof on like the kind of here's the uh, superhero tropes okay i think this is from like something else. this is from the actual nickelodeon show uh the one oh, i sent oh they did like a new thing yeah let me see i just closed like out. the because the one I saw was, like, a four kids thing from, like, the 2000s, and I was, like, not into it. No, this was... I, but, like, I know, like, the four kids era of TMNT it, is very beloved by, like, kids of that era. Like, like honestly, it could have been, like, one of those things where, like, I was at a point where I, like, didn't watch cartoons. But I, I, I tried some of that four kids TMNT, and I was just, like, not really into it. Yeah, let me try to find. Yeah, they did an episode and they got the voice cast from the old show. Here, let me see. And it's like a uh, one-off episode, and like the teams get split. Well, like Donnie, Donnie's voiced by like one of the original turtles. Yeah, it's called. It's an episode called Transdimensional Turtles in uh, the like the the CG show. So it looks like Leonardo and Donatello get sent to the animated world with the animated the eighties Raphael and eighties. No, so it, oh, okay. Only Raphael does not switch. So Donnie, Michelangelo, and Leonardo get sent to the '80s version with '80s Raphael, and the rest of the his '80s team gets sent to the CG one with the CG Raphael. And it's just a half hour episode. Oh man, I wonder if there's a joke by Donatello that '80s Raph sounds just like Donatello because they're both ro- voiced by Rob Paulson. <laughs> uh, oh man, this looks. Yeah, this looks a lot funner. Yeah, well, because they even used those like '80s designs for when they put them in uh, Injustice, didn't they? Uh, e- Alan, do you remember? Uh, what did they put in the Injustice? The TMNT is like the '80s cartoon design, right? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it yeah. now. It's like the movie, like the first movie, sort of like a yeah. blend. I'm trying to think if there's any other like kind of animated news that has come out. Yeah, this looks rad. This looks super rad. 
I'm gonna have to ch- like team and, like like I fell behind on on Nick TMNT, and that's like one of my shows like I need to get caught up on. Uh, but yeah, this looks this looks a lot funner, and it like revels a lot more in the absurdity, and like kind of is like has respect for the original source material and the original cartoon, while also like having like some like kind of fun jabs. Like while Turtles Forever was just like you know. Oh man, Kyle, look how dumb this is compared to what we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything. Well, the, like we said, the Hulu stuff, which is basically there's four TV shows. Well, five because there's four shows and a team up. So it's Chelsea Handler doing, what was it again? Uh, it's Tigra Daz- and Tiger Ty- and, and Dazzler. Kevin Smith doing Howard the Duck. And then yeah. what was the other ones? Oh, Pat Oswalt doing Modoc. Modoc. And the last one was. Oh God! Uh, Hit monkey. Yes, Hit monkey. Oh God, Hit monkey. Um, was there other any other animated news? I feel like something got announced for Netflix. Oh, there's like a new Transformers show for Netflix, isn't there? That oh, is, was, was yes. there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I I will like. Which Netflix has had like a really good run of animated shows, like uh, recently. Yep, it's a prequel series coming out next year. <clears throat> um, yeah, I wonder, is it going to be like kind of in the new... They have not said, they just said it's a prequel. So it's probably before any wars. Mm. So And it's going to be on Cybertron, I believe, is what they said. Cool. Uh, yeah, war like, for Cybertron. Yeah, like I know like Dragon Prince Season 2 just recently came out on Netflix. And I've been meaning to check out... Uh, uh, the Dragon Prince. Uh, but like they... Like the Season 1 for... Uh, um, who? Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Was like pretty fun, and season one of Shira was great. Um, yeah, that was one of the shows that I think at some point we want to review. But um, I think season two comes out like next month. Oh Jesus! Or like the second half of season one comes out next month. Right, well, that I, yeah, and I know like Voltron's been on there. I've heard amazing thing about Voltron. Yeah, I I actually haven't seen the last season of Ultron because I hear I haven't it, seen like, anything so uh, of any of the seasons. So it's I mean it starts off super strong. Um, I I hear it just ends with like an unbelievable thud. Oh, that's lame. But um, I think we could wrap up now. Uh, I guess a quick round of plugs. Uh, do you want us to kick us off, John? Uh, yeah. Uh, you could find me at uh John underscore FN underscore Siler. Uh, on Twitter, uh, it's also my handle on a lot of other things. Uh, usually, you'll probably see me on Twitter talking about uh, cartoons or comics I'm working on or comics I bought for the week or whatever. Um, but yeah. Oh, I also saw Lego Movie. Movie's not bad. Oh, I have to check that out. I still have not watched the Batman one, but um, I will probably watch the second one. There's and- like w- one big thing about the Lego Batman movie that I really don't like that like kind of like makes me not want to ever watch it again. But it's like it's it's fine. It's good. Well, that could be a time for a movie review in the future. Um, me and Alan have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday called Smallville Chronicles. John was on our bonus episode that we did in between season two and three where we watched the piece of garbage Wonder Woman pilot. And so we will be kicking off season three this week. The first episode will be coming out when you listen to this. Also, every Thursday, that's on the Phantom Zone uh, channel, so you can search Phantom Zone on all your podcast stuff. Also, every Thursday, we have where John joins us, where we talk about comics, so that's And Now Comics. Talk about comic news and what we've been reading, so it's me, John, Alan, and usually Connor Irving, and at least one time it was Connor McGraw. 
and who knows who else will join us in the future. We can't have both Connors on because of time cop rules. <laughs> and then, Alan, you also do another show for the Lost Horror Podcast Empire, like this is. That is Lost Horror Games. Lost Horror, yeah, Lost Horror Games Podcast. Uh, we just had, or it was another two and a half hour long show. Oh, wow. I wasn't part of this one, so. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was myself, Emmett, and Anudis. We talked about Activision Blizzard. Oh, yes. All and back. the Nintendo Direct announcement with all those games coming to Switch. Well, that's definitely awesome. And you can find that and this show on lostharrow.wordpress.com, as well as a bunch of other shows that you can check out. And uh, Lost Horror Games comes out what day of the week? Comes out either Sunday or Monday, depending on when, when we record. All right. And you can get all that stuff on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor. And uh, don't forget to leave five stars, share it with your friends, like, review, subscribe, hit that little bell thing on YouTube. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.